Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. Barolo can be tough, austere, and hugely tannic. It used to be that you would have to wait decades after its bottling before even considering drinking one. However, modern winemaking techniques have helped wines from this northern Italian growing region become far more approachable at a younger age. Fontana Freda is making some special wines that are both approachable while young, yet still maintain characteristics that make Barolo the wine of kings. I sat down with Alberto Freya, brand ambassador of Fontana Freda, to talk about what makes Barolo from their vineyards of Saralunga d'Alba so special, and of course to taste some delicious wine. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditor.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditor.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Lennart. We're recording this episode at Italy in Chicago. Joining me today is Alberto Freya, the brand ambassador for Fontana Freda. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Tell me about Fontana Freda. Where is it? What's the history? <laughs> the history is actually, uh, as I like to say, uh, Fontana Freda represents uh, the, the, for me and for many people, the past, the present and the future of uh, Barolo as an appellation. Uh, the past, because uh, when Barolo was, was actually invented, as we know, uh, as we know it today, it's uh, due to the uh, Savoy family, the royal family, and the Fontana Fredda was uh, private property of the first king of Italy. He bought uh, the estate in 1858. Uh, it was actually uh, more for fun rather than for uh, wine production. Which is what it should be, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, yeah, the king uh, is uh, uh, very known for his uh, liaison. <laughs> he had an uh, official mistress called Rosa. And uh, Rosa is the reason why he bought the entire estate. It was conceived as a uh, so-called hunting lodge. Tatali is uh, the, the place, there, the only place where they, they were allowed to meet uh, because she was just a normal civilian as us. <laughs> And uh, the king bought uh, everything and gave uh, this fantastic property in the heart of uh, the, the Lange, the hills uh, one hour from Torino. And uh, she became uh, a countess, the Countess of Fontana Fredda. This uh-huh. is uh, 1858. And uh, the history goes on because they, have a, they had a family. And uh, their, their son, Emanuele Alberto, in 1878, uh, transformed the private estate uh, in a winery. One of the first uh, winery uh, to produce Barolo in a modern way. Uh, the, um, one of uh, the wines that uh, we will have uh, later uh, is the historical label of Fontana Fredda that is out since uh, 1890s. And it's one of the first Barolo to be exported all over the world. You talked about the modern way of producing Barolo. What was the old way of producing Barolo? The traditional way, uh, and uh, of, of course Fontana Fredda, because of its history, is always has always been listed among the, the traditional producer. It means, uh, uh, first of all, uh, uh, aging in large casks. We have uh, uh, a treasure, I would say. Uh, we have a room inside the, our aging facility called the Cathedral, where we have uh, 48 barrels uh, that can contain 19,000 bottles of wine each. Wow. Each. And uh, it's uh, amazing. It's uh, one of the largest aging facilities in the Appellation. This is uh, the tradition. 
uh, what gives uh, Barolo uh, is uh, uh, depth and his aging potential is mainly the terroir, how the, the French call it. So uh, exposure to the sun, altitude, and especially the soil, the special soil that we have in the Lange. Not uh, uh, the, the modern way of producing Barolo that is using smaller casts uh, to give additional taste, additional fruity flavor, additional tannin, deeper color. Barolo is not, uh, has not been considered like that. It's pale in color, uh, takes a lot of time uh, during its aging to uh, give its best. So this is our idea of uh, Barolo, a traditional Barolo. So Fontana Freda produces in the traditional method, not in the modern method. Let's say that uh, this is a discussion uh, that has been open for many years. We have a winemaker, Danilo Drocco, that uh, is uh, amazing uh, because uh, he is able uh, to produce a wide range of uh, wines, from sparkling uh, to Moscato to Barolo, of course. And uh, uh, since we have a family of different Barolos, he gives a slightly different style to each different Barolo. Uh, the discussion between uh, uh, traditional and modern, uh, I think uh, it's, a, uh, it's a no longer uh, um, an issue nowadays. Uh, nowadays, uh, Danilo Drocco has considered his own style, which uh, includes the use of uh, barriques, but barrique can be used as a tool sure. if used, already used barriques just to give oxygen to the wine. Uh, in this way, uh, the, the tannins of Barolo uh, can soften in a more faster way. Uh, yeah, because that than, was traditionally the problem with Barolo, yes. the traditional method is you'd have to buy it and lay it down and come and drink in 20 years because exactly. the tannins were so high and the acid was screaming. With the modern method, it makes a wine that's more approachable sooner. Yes, exactly. So this uh, style that includes uh, both uh, already used barriques uh, and large casts, uh, it's the right balance. So it allows uh, Fontana Fredda uh, to produce uh, a range of Barolos uh, that are uh, loyal to the tradition, uh, but approachable. And this is uh, the most important uh, thing for our style. We want the elegance, uh, but we want the wines to be drinkable. Consumer don't want to wait, to wait uh, forever. No one wants to wait 20 years for their yes. wine. Fontana Freda has a fairly large property for the Lange in general, yeah? For the Lange in general, exactly. Explain uh, that to me. Yes, but the reason is very simple. Since uh, Vittorio Emanuele II, the property was never cut down in uh, uh, smaller uh, uh, parts. So nowadays, uh, we have the heritage of uh, what uh, the king left us, uh, 200 acres of wow. land in uh, the largest contiguous uh, land in Barolo Appellation. Uh, whereas uh, the, the average uh, property is much, much, much smaller. When you arrive in Serralunga, in the lower part of uh, the, the village, uh, you start seeing uh, the, the amphitheater of uh, vineyards of Fontana Fredda, and the, your uh, site uh, get lost because uh, it never finished. And uh, the uh, village, because Fontana Fredda is a sort of village where uh, workers still live inside, mm -hmm. a few of them, 
and um, all uh, the most uh, uh, the biggest part of uh, the vineyards are around uh, the winery and this is a uh, uh, big peculiarity along with that uh, we have vineyards uh, in other uh, villages uh, in the appellation like uh, Diano d'Alba like Barolo itself uh, but we have uh, other vineyards also in uh, Piemonte because uh, uh, we are looking at the, the wider territory uh, we live uh, in a lucky area, recognized as uh, UNESCO World Heritage uh, in 2014. But uh, the soil of, uh, of uh, Barolo is that we cannot enlarge uh, the production, <laughs> we cannot enlarge the appellation. So we are looking at other uh, varieties like Barbera. And uh, a few years ago, uh, we uh, bought uh, land in Murisengo, in uh, Monferrato area where we produce uh, our, uh, one of our Barberas. And uh, also in the uh, Lange, in the rest of the Lange, we, are, uh, we started producing uh, uh, sparklings with Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, interesting. Yes, yes, yes. This is uh, one of our uh, uh, magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it represents actually just 5% of the total production of uh, Fontana Fredda but it's a very high-end uh, sparkling that we produce. Uh, and among uh, our production, uh, there is um, also a blend of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, aged uh, um, three years uh, on fine lease, uh, where we put inside Barolo 67 as a liqueur. Huh. So it's a rosé with uh, Barolo inside. The dose is Barolo. Yes. Nice. So this is the, the magic trick uh, we have. That's beautiful. <laughs> Tell me about the... Uh, the Fontana Freda State's terroir. What's it like? What does it bring to the Barolos made there? Yes, uh, so we are uh, in the art of uh, Serralunga d'Alba. In the appellation uh, of uh, Barolo, we normally identify two main areas. Uh, one uh, that is uh, the uh, so-called young part, uh, where we find Barolo, the town of Barolo and La Morra, mainly. And the old part, uh, where uh, Serralunga, Castiglione Falletto, Monforte d'Alba are located. The soil in Serralunga d'Alba is uh, very, very old from a geological point of view, and uh, uh, it's rich in uh, uh, calcare, but uh, it's uh, um, composed of several layers when you find uh, um, limestone, sand, uh, calcareous soils, uh, uh, along uh, with a lot of minerals. Uh, it's very difficult for the vines to grow in this uh, soil. Uh, and they, they, where, wherever this, the, the vines struggle, uh, they extract uh, a lot uh, from the soil. And uh, this uh, gives uh, uh, a lot of uh, ripe tannins in the wines. Uh, that's the reason why uh, earlier I mentioned about uh, the, the necessity uh, to soften uh, this power, because uh, Nebbiolo, uh, in Nebbiolo for Barolo uh, is a variety that has a long uh, maturation on the vines uh, and this long maturation, especially in the last part, uh, allow the, the phenolic uh, uh, maturation, so uh, color and uh, tannins to mature and sure. give uh, this great aging potential in uh, this uh, part, the old part, uh, bigger than uh, in uh, the uh, young part. So, in Serralunga, we have uh, uh, big, bold tannins, uh, long aging potential, uh, and also I can add uh, a particular taste 
the local in Piemontese say Elgust Seralunga, which means uh, the taste of Seralunga, which is a unique uh, earthy taste that is very recognizable in the wines uh, in the Barolos from that village. How did you get into wine? <laughs> but you know, it's uh, fun, funny because uh, I've been uh, bo- I, I've been born and grown in Alba, in the area. When uh, I was a kid, uh, and this is something that I discovered uh, just a few months ago, I used uh, to go harvesting uh, from um, uh, in a uncle's uh, vineyard, and uh, it was uh, mainly Moscato. So it's uh, fun because it's uh, the first uh, variety to be harvested. Uh, uh, you can some, some you can get tanned while you yeah. do that. Uh, it's late August. Uh, uh, your your mindset is still uh, holidays, uh, and so. Uh, I've been uh, doing that uh, for uh, this, uh, this uncle uh, for uh, many years, uh, and uh, I knew that he was selling the grapes. Okay, I, I find out uh, now that uh, this uncle is getting older and he's starting to talk a lot about the past, uh, that actually he was selling the grapes uh, to Fontana Fredda. So I started working for Fontana Fredda very long since ago. Since you were a boy. <laughs> since, you were, uh, <laughs> since I was not allowed. <laughs> it's literally in your blood, huh? Yeah. And I've been living uh, most of uh, my life in the area uh, before uh, Fontana Fredda, uh, organizing uh, tours and activities for wine lovers uh, visiting the area. Before uh, UNESCO recognition, before uh, I believed in the potential of uh, our territory. And, and right now I'm so happy uh, to see all uh, these people com- coming from all over the world uh, uh, for what we have. Uh, we have given so much value to our tradition, uh, our territory, our history, not only our wines. Uh, and Fontana Freda is open to guests, yeah? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Fontana Freda truly represents uh, this uh, because it's a winery with open gates. Uh, you can uh, come, uh, take a walk uh, around, uh, we have a forest uh, where uh, uh, where you can uh, walk around, uh, get uh, not getting lost, but uh, <laughs> it's very romantic. Uh, we have a lake. Uh, it's possible to visit the ancient uh, cellars, uh, which I strongly recommend. And it's possible actually also to stay in the in, oh, uh, in so the property. Oh, so you can stay on the property. Yes, uh, we started uh, with. Um, a process of renovation inside the property. Uh, we want uh, to refurbish all the buildings. What I didn't uh, say is that uh, all the buildings are very recognizable because they have stripes. They, they have a brown and beige uh, stripes uh, that represent the ancient uh, history because it's the color of the flag of the Savoy family. All these buildings uh, are either used as a house for the workers nowadays, but some of them uh, were empty. We decided to refurbish them and let people uh, uh, sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> as a hotel facility. <laughs> oh, wow, yes. And uh, so it's uh, in, it- in Italian we call it uh, Hotel Albergo Diffuso, which means it's a uh, hotel facility spread out uh, in the property because uh, some of the buildings are actually on top of the hills. So it's amazing when everything will be refurbished. Sounds wonderful. And you talk yeah. about walking around through the vineyards and in the forest. I could, I could really envision that. And of course, the guests could taste the wine as well. Absolutely. They can taste the wine. They can taste the wine with food. And that's most uh, important. the most important thing. This is how 
uh, wines from the Langue, wines from Piemonte, I can say wines from Italy are conceived uh, to be tasted uh, and uh, uh, paired with the local recipes. Uh, inside the facility, we have uh, uh, two restaurants actually, but uh, both of them uh, are managed uh, by our chef, uh, Ugo Alciati. Uh, Ugalciati inside the property has a one-star Michelin restaurant. Oh, it's the best food experience wow. you can have with our wines. <laughs> well, terrific. Should we taste some wine? Absolutely. Where should we start? We start uh, with our uh, uh, Fontana Fredda Barolo Silver Label 2013. We call uh, this wine uh, either Silver Label because uh, obviously the label appearance, but also Barolo Classico. Very pretty, delicate color. Absolutely. Very pretty. So this is uh, uh, what uh, uh, Barolo represents in the historical, uh, traditional style. Mm. This wine uh, is uh, actually a blend of grapes from the entire appellation. So oh, we want uh, in the, the nose of this wine uh, a library of all uh, the perfumes that Barolo can give. This is a picture of the vintage. 2013 was an amazing vintage with a long maturation. It's a, it's a vintage we will uh, don't uh, forget for many years. Yeah, very pretty, the, the nose is loaded with earth and, and flower violet. Yes. And cherry. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a small fruit, uh, uh, reminds me sometimes as a, at a strawberry. <laughs> But it's balsamic as well, so with mint mm -hmm. eucalyptus. The most important part is that uh, this uh, uh, wine has velvety tannins. This is the result uh, that uh, we do when uh, uh, we have uh, the possibility of uh, having uh, grapes from uh, different villages inside the appellation. I mentioned above uh, about, about uh, uh, the young part and the old part. This is a blend of both parts. So we have uh, grapes uh, uh, from Barolo, La Morra, along uh, with uh, Castiglione Falletto and Monforte. And it definitely has the acidity and tannin structure Absolutely. To, to, to age for decades, but it's very approachable right now. Absolutely. Very approachable right now. This is not a Barolo that you absolutely must wait for. This, this is a... Uh, a beautiful wine that would go with food. And it's aged in large oak entirely. So Barolo is aged three years, two years in oak. And for this wine, we decided to age in, la in the large casks and one year in the bottle for a total of three years. This wine, this wine has just arrived in the market. So it's uh, the, the first uh, the time that I had the, the possibility to taste it here. Perfect. And available in Italy? Yes, absolutely. And uh, yes, I would uh, uh, say that this wine is definitely balanced and elegant because this is what we want, uh, approachable and um, balanced. What do we have next? So next uh, we go to Serralunga. Serralunga d'Alba, so the bottle that uh, has the, the color of the state on the label. Yeah, this has that, the, we talked about the beige and gray stripes on the buildings. This bottle stands right out because it yes. has the beige and gray stripes right on the bottom. Yes. So this is a, a, a collection of grapes, but from one single village, that is Serralunga d'Alba. 
I talked uh, uh, earlier about uh, the soils uh, of uh, Saralunga d'Alba. Uh, this, uh, this wine is aged with the style that Danilo conceived using uh, a mix of uh, already used barriques and uh, large so you barrique and large cast. Yes. The color is a little more darker, uh, a little more intense mm -hmm. uh, than the Barolo. It, this is 2012 though. Yes. So different vintage. How, how did the vintage vary from 2012 to 2013? So it was um, uh, slightly cooler. Uh, resulting in a earlier, uh, um, earlier maturation, uh, uh, early uh, harvest uh, compared to the 2013. So this is uh, not a bottle for uh, uh, holding uh, as many years and as uh, 2013 or as uh, 2010. If I go back, oh, in well, time, 10, so. yeah, of course, 2010. <laughs> Everyone loves 2010 and talks about 2010. Yes, so I would uh, enjoy this uh, since it's a Seralunga. In the first uh, uh, six or seven years, uh, it uh, reaches uh, its top. Nose is delicate. Can you get the earthiness, that, that perfume. The flower, it's not quite as, uh, the flowers aren't, the floralness isn't quite as fresh. It's more perfumed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's the, the cool uh, climate. A little bit of like leather and cocoa. There's a little more weight. A little more weight to the fruit in this. The tannins are a little, they're, they're a little rougher. Absolutely. Not, not bad, but just they're, they're a little, you know, they reach out and grab you a little masculine, more. Masculine, <laughs> masculine. Yeah, the tannins are more masculine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, as I'm talking to you, I still do yep. this. You can still feel it in front of your teeth. <laughs> but good weight. The fruit needs a little time to come into balance yet. Mm -hmm. But great acidity, pretty wine. Yeah, I think another two years in this be like right in the drinking window absolutely this is a very very good uh, uh, it's obvious uh, food wine uh, because of uh, this great acidity and great tannins uh, uh, it's perfect with uh, aged cheese uh, it's perfect with uh, lamb uh, games uh, uh, makes a perfect perfect uh, pairing already <laughs> yeah. yeah with lamb oh, you're making me hungry for lunch <laughs> and what do we finally have uh, finally, we have, um, I would say, a special treat because uh, this is a wine that is uh, not yet uh, in the market officially. And uh, we introduced uh, uh, this wine in Italy, uh, starting from uh, Vin Italy uh, back in April. Okay, so this is a brand new bottle. Yes. What we have uh, just a sample and uh, it's uh, called, follow me, <laughs> it's called Fontana Fredda. MGA Fontana Fredda, and the name is Proprietà in Fontana Fredda. Three times Fontana Fredda. <laughs> it's not a massive ego. I'm gonna explain you uh, the concept uh, now. In 2010, officially, uh, the appellation of uh, Barolo introduced the concept of uh, Cru. The concept of Cru, uh, the future will uh, tell us which one uh, uh, are better and which one are not. Sure. It's a matter just uh, of uh, uh, dividing the, the territory in uh, um, according to the historical names uh, for uh, prestige or uh, whatever. But uh, it's um, there are certain uh, vineyards that uh, has always been uh, vinified separately in the area since a lot of time, 
And um, one thing I can say, uh, jumping back to the previous wine, Fontana Fredda was the first ever winery to do a single village Barolo. So the Serra Lunga d'Alba in 1988 was the first Barolo from just one township. That's in 1988? Yes. Oh. And uh, yes, it's a very French direction. Uh, nowadays, uh, uh, people want, uh, uh, is very curious about uh, the uh, effect of different soils, uh, sure. different conditions uh, inside uh, our wines. In 2010, uh, 170 different vineyards were identified. I have a map that is not possible to see, but uh, uh, it shows uh, how complex is the area. Uh, 170. Along with that, uh, 11 townships can be put on the label, like Saralunga, Barolo, Monforte, if the grapes come from the, that village. Mm-hmm. In the picture of uh, Crew, we call them MGA, Menzione Geografica Aggiuntiva, which stands for uh, additional uh, mention on the label of a geographical area. And, uh, and uh, I finish. No, no, take <laughs> the time. The, the cool uh, thing for me uh, is that uh, when uh, this division was uh, uh, conceived, for historical reasons, uh, uh, prestige, uh, and uh, for being the, the contiguous uh, part of land uh, I mentioned above, uh, Fontana Fredda has been uh, uh, recognized as a MGA itself. So this uh, has introduced the concept of uh, monopole in the area. Fontana Fredda is, is... That's uh, highly unique. Yes, absolutely. and. Uh, we are realized uh, a little bit later because it's uh, since 2010 that uh, we can uh, uh, actually use uh, uh, this concept. But uh, from, uh, starting from 2013, uh, we started uh, to do this wine from our MGA. So this is a selection of Nebbiolo from some of uh, the best uh, exposure. The best blocks within the, the best blocks within uh, the, our 200 acres of uh, uh, land. So sort of a grand crew. Exactly. Uh, since it's, it's not possible to say MGA officially on the label, we called this wine Proprietà in Fontana Fredda, property inside Fontana sure. Fredda. Why, why can't you say MGA on the bottle? Um, it's tricky, but um, it's not like the, the French uh, that can say crew and then right. the name of the crew. Uh, we, uh, uh, we are not uh, uh, yet, uh, I, I hope that uh, in the future this will change. Not sure, yet. I mean, let the consumer know, yes. hey, this is a special one. Yes, exactly. So right now it's not possible to say MGA. I hope that in the future this will uh, come because uh, this will help a lot the consumer. And uh, so right now, you see all uh, these uh, different, I, I can mention uh, another famous uh, MGA like uh, Canubi, for instance, no? Brunate, these are name, names sure. of MGA. Brunate. So along in the, with this uh, famous uh, uh, MGA, one uh, uh, MGA that stands out is Fontana Fredda itself. <laughs> and how much of this do you make? Oh, it's uh, just uh, 60,000 bottles. Okay, so fair not, uh, So some will be imported to the U.S. then? Yes, yes. We will start uh, by the beginning of next year. Okay, so, so right now we are Early part of 2018, we'll have 
uh, the ability to purchase some of this yes. one. Again, very pretty color, very delicate. It's not a lot of time on the skin. Normally, we finish by Christmas. It's uh, it depends, but um, it, it's up to 40 days of mater maceration, actually. And uh, here, the aging is the same. We do with uh, Seralunga. So a mix of uh, small and large oak. Oh, very complex nose. It's yes. well integrated between earth and fruit and perfume. Yes, this wine, uh, I, I can say all these wines, but uh, uh, this in particular changes and uh, uh, gives different layers uh, uh, while you swill your sure. glass. Sure, I'd love to sit down and over the course of a couple hours yes. and see the evolution of this wine. Pretty wild strawberries. Oh, stunning. Wow. You didn't use the spittoon this time, huh? No, this, yeah, I didn't notice, you notice I didn't spit this wine. This wine I want to drink. Um, this is delicious. It's, uh, all the elements are there and in balance and they have volume. The, the, the fruit is louder, the, the mm -hmm. earth is louder and every, everything comes together Wow, super pretty. And this wine, as pretty as it is now and as beautiful as it is to drink now, I'd really like mm -hmm. to see it in a few years. Absolutely. This, uh, this one uh, is actually a uh, big extraction. Uh, uh, the, there is a lot of room for, uh, for the aging. Uh, it's already very complex uh, from uh, the, the floral uh, to the, 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 the strawberry that you said uh, to already the, the earthy notes. Uh, yeah, I think it'll just integrate more over time. Mm -hmm. Well, Alberto Freire of Fontana Freira, thank you so much for your time. The, the, the spectrum of your wines is terrific. Uh, always good to be able to sit down and taste Barolo. Thanks for joining me. On a sunny day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure uh, to tell you the, the incredible uh, history and uh, to taste uh, with you. Thank I look you forward much. to seeing you in Piemonte. Absolutely. Everyone is invited. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpourpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Pour with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Pour with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Pour. This has been The Honest Pour with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod.